I'm Mike Sklenz, and you're listening to Nintendo World Report's Connectivity Podcast, episode 124, Holographic Idols. Uh, this week, we've got a couple segments for you. We're starting out with a little bit of what we've been playing, then we kind of move into listener mail. And after that, we do a little discussion on Yoshi's New Island. Enjoy the episode. everyone and welcome to this segment of what we've been playing and listener mail i'm scott thompson uh today i'm joined by alex coffee hey guys zach miller i don't sleep i just dream <laughs> and mike's cleanse I-, I wish i could do it i wish i could do a cajun accent to compliment yeah. uh zach's true detective <laughs> quote <laughs> but i cannot unfortunately it's the hardest good- one of the hardest accents to replicate so that's a show i need i need to be watching oh my not, gosh you have no idea um so yeah we're gonna be talking about games we have been playing um oh i don't know i guess i'll just pick someone at random to start why don't we start with mr zach miller uh-huh. <laughs> uh, get, you, get you out of the way early so you can kind of just zone out there for the rest you of the go games you don't care about uh, the first thing I'll talk about is Lumines. Um, is that how you say it, by the way? I thought it was Lumines. I, I think don't know. I've all, always heard Lumines. <laughs> all right, Lumines. Um, electric Symphony, uh, Electric Boogaloo for Vita. Uh, it was $6.50 on sale the other day uh, for non-PlayStation Plus people, which was incredible to me. So I bought it because I like the first two Lumines. Luminines, whatever. <laughs> and this Luminous. one is Lumines. Lumineses. And this no. one is, this one's very much the same. Same kind of game. Um, I, in every Lumines game, I have a real love-hate relationship with the techno club music that they use. Uh, and this game is no different. Uh, some of the tracks are good and some are barely tolerable for me. <laughs> Uh, yep. But I like the little graphical changes that happen. I mean, it, it's it doesn't look any better than the other Luminous games. It just they you know switch between different uh, textures for the blocks, and you know it's it's cool enough and it's six bucks, so I like it. And, and there's you know I think there's online play that I haven't tried yet. Any of you guys? Any of you guys I, I like? Did. I um I bought a Vita, a launch not a Vita, a PSP, a launch PSP, and one of the games I got with it was Luminous, and it is one of the three games I ever owned for that thing before selling it, and ah. it's probably got ninety percent of all the gameplay on my PSP. It yeah. is one of my favorite puzzle games. I love that shit. Yeah. I uh, I bought it for six seventy five during the PS Plus sale. Yep. And I have never played a Luminous game before, so I was looking forward to it. I heard it was a big thing. I heard it was a little rhythmy, which is always good. Uh, I think it is very fun. I can see the addictive nature to it. The only thing that bothers me about it is how bullshitty unlocking songs are. Oh, yeah. Because you basically have to start the game, and then you just have to go through song by song. There's no continue. It's just you're expected to play through all, like, 30 songs in a row. It's like a pinball game that way. You can retry a song if you fail, but basically you've got to keep your Vita in sleep mode if you just want to go through it in one burst. Yeah. I, that's the only problem I have. Like I'm, I am glad I now know what Luminous is. 
Yeah, and and I like unlocking new avatars. They give you little bonuses for, for uh, I mean, all the bonuses are basically the same. Mm-hmm. Um, although if you're playing two player, uh, it seems like they might differ. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, if you fail, and you restart, or you just want to quit because you've been playing for like an hour, you have to go through the whole thing again. That kind of sucks. Yeah, I don't understand what the leveling up is. What, what does that even do? Uh, some rhythm games do that. It's uh, I know DJ Max Technica Tune, also a Vita game. It's one of those that. things where, like, as you do it, the as you level up, the music becomes more and more complex, and then until you oh. hit a certain breaking point, and then it switches to a whole new song. That's, at least that's Max, how the first one worked. It's yeah. uh, in DJ Max. At least it's attached to unlocks, but I'm guessing that's not the case here. No, I don't know. Oh, maybe it is because well, who knows? It, it's a yeah. fun. It's a fun game for six dollars and seventy five cents. Yep. Uh, and the other it's game worth, I've yeah, been playing a lot that. of is Bravely Default. Really, really like it. <laughs> Although um, I am finding myself holding off on the story missions and going on all the side quests instead. Yeah. Uh, mainly to get jobs that I don't use, uh, but also to just level up my party. I think I'm over leveled now. I'm at the very beginning of chapter three, and everyone's at level thirty with thirty-one. Um, and I'm playing on easy, so I don't want to. So I'm not get, making myself frustrated. Uh, and I'm really like leveling up my town, getting all the new equipment. Like I just have this thing in sleep mode all the time, <laughs> and I have I have twenty-four, no, twenty-eight town members or townsfolk. And yeah. they uh, they build some shit quickly, pretty nice. Yeah, that the t- the town mechanic is one of my favorite aspects of the game, and um, yeah, same here. Like I love stuff that's supposed to take like almost a full day to do. You just put like thirty townspeople on it, and then you finish it like in an hour and a half. Yeah, and I found a delicious exploit for getting money. Have you guys found this? No. What? Okay, so. Well, maybe, but I don't know. You tell me. Well, it has to do with monsters that come into your town. So okay. there's there's one monster uh, in particular. It's it's a woman with uh, like big four demon arms coming out of her back, and uh, you'll get two variations on her. One carries ethers, and one carries elixirs. So if you have a thief in your party who knows steel and has really good speed, is faster than everyone else. What you do is choose everyone else runs and you just brave four times and use steel for your thief. He'll probably steal an elixir and then you all bolt and you can sell an elixir for $25,000. So you never, and then you can, and then you can just do it again over and over and over and over again. And you get infinite money that way. So That's I've been I've been taking advantage of that. Yeah, I bet you have. <laughs> well, because money is like hard to come by in this game. How, uh, how how tough is the game? On easy on, on easy, it's you know perfectly tolerable. I hear that uh, it's extremely easy to exploit. If, As uh, Zach just explained. No, no, beyond that, just like <laughs> I hear it's it's very easy to uh, to get some high-level shit in your party pretty early on if you have the right friends. 
Oh, for sure. Yeah, you can totally exploit friends. Like I, I mean, this this is kind of an issue. Oh, you mean attacks, like, just... Alex? Like attacks? Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, something yeah. Like that. Something yeah. where you can uh, where you can use either your friends list or street passes to get like oh both guys yeah. who are way higher level. Yeah, they'll use like one attack and wipe out a boss. Oh my goodness! I've been I've been exploiting that as well. Yep. Yeah. Now I think you can only use a friend's attack, isn't it? Is it once every day? One one time a day, and then they have to re-upload it. I think. Okay. So it's not like you can just find a super powerful deck and use it on everything constantly. No, no. I mean, I have. Two but you or th- can't I save have... them all for. What's that? Oh, I have two or three people um, who have like nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine attacks. And, yeah, same here. Um, I'm not using any of them, but they're not going away either. Yeah. Unless that person uploads a new attack, you know, and you download it and the next day and it's like less damage. That's the only way it'll change. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's the, it kind of just reminds me of, of sort of the philosophy Nintendo's had in general with like different online things with the 3DS where it doesn't factor in if you've got lots of friends all over the world. So, like, th- something like, um, what the hell is the... Uh, the letter little like writing program that they had to get rid of because dudes were swap looking at note. pictures of kids. Yeah, swap note. Oh. You know, it's like, oh, this is great if you've got five friends. We've got a full friends list. It is not practical at all. Right. And it's like, well, this is really cool for default. And if you had friends who were playing it at the same level as you, it's like, oh, cool. You get like kind of an extra attack. It's kind of this neat social element. But when you've got you know fr- friends list uh, people on your friends list who live in Japan who've had the game for like six months and are completely maxed out, it does kind of break things a little bit. But at least they were smart enough to put in limits, and yeah, you can't just spam those attacks constantly. But it does make some of the boss battles a little anticlimactic, because I find that I save those attacks, and then I see, like, a boss, and I'm like, oh my god, a boss, and then I just, like, hit it with everything I <laughs> yeah. have, and it's dead in a turn. So, I don't know. I, I, I like the social elements, the, uh, social elements, but on the other hand, like, I kind of almost wish they weren't there. So, I don't know. I like them. I mean, for a guy like me, I'm just trying to get through the story, and I, I appreciate not having to, you know, sit there and grind on a boss for 20 minutes. Right. On the other I like hand, the, I, I like the I like the town building aspects of the the social stuff. Oh yeah. Towns members through street pass and things like that. But. I like that more. Yeah. Uh, I will say though, on the on the boss thing, like you, you don't know. I don't know how much HP the boss has. So if I'm ever like. If I ever pick a friend's attack and they just wipe the boss out, I'm like, did I just totally waste that attack? <laughs> you know, was it doing twice as much damage as the boss has hit points? You know, so but, you could use the skill that um the freelancers have where they oh yeah enemies. that'll tell you how many examine hit the boss yeah has. I just never do that I'm, yeah it's it wastes a turn <laughs> yeah basically yeah but i like swapping jobs i've got on yes on white mage and black mage skills now and yeah isn't that awesome i love that you can mix them like that yeah what 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 kind of uh, jobs do your guys have God, it's been i'm trying, been I'm like trying to get recommendations for jobs i i'm probably not a good person to ask cuz you're you're probably further than me at this point i don't think i'm in chapter 3 yet um oh. cuz i i kind of take took a lot of time off to play donkey kong oh um, yeah yeah um but I did the same thing. I mixed, like, black and white mage, of course. Um, I did the time mage a little bit. I kind of liked that. Um, my, let's see, I've done, I like the knight a lot. Yeah. The I've, knight's really powerful. And my I, I idea like the is a knight. Yeah, I, I like the knight. Um, 
And then Thief. I, I've kept my main character a Thief pretty yeah. consistently to this point. Me too. Um, I, re- I really like the Thief. I mean, the Thief with, like, a bow and arrow is insane. It, it, he gets, like, six attacks at a time and, and oh, just really? kind of wipes out everything. So. Oh, see, I've been I've been not giving him a, a bow and arrow because uh, some of his other stats drop. Like, his evade drops really hot, far. But uh, maybe I'll yeah, try that. Yeah, you should try bow and arrow. Like, literally, he shoots it six times, if not more. I think it depends, like, on your... Your job level too. Nice. He'll attack more and more, but yeah, it's awesome. I'll try that. So, and then I've got yeah. uh, the barbarian. Um, Ring of Bell is my barbarian, and he wipes the floor with guys. Yeah, yeah. The barbarian. I my main character is a barbarian for a while, and I liked that a lot too. Yeah. So. Great game. Yeah. Moving game. on. I'm glad you picked it up. I, I've had a feeling you would like it. Yeah. I'm glad the the demo didn't completely turn you off. It was. To it. it was. Well, like, it did. It, but yeah, I'm glad yeah. you 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 went back to it anyway. And it was only twenty eight bucks for me. Oh, yeah, you bought a bunch of the cheap uh, eShop cards, right? Yeah. At Best Buy. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, so, let's see. Alex, why don't you go next? So, first off, I have been playing Earth Defense Force 2025 on the PlayStation 3. It's the sequel to EDF 2017 uh, on the Vita, which was an extremely excellent game. And it was originally an Xbox 360 game from around 2007. Uh it's a very simple concept for a game. Basically, it's a bare-bones third-person shooter. Kill them bugs, weapons. right? It's kill them bugs. Basically, you, uh, you're you a soldier on the Earth Defense Force, and your job is to, in B-movie style, take really explosive weapons, uh, rocket launchers, missile launchers, assault rifles, grenades, anything you can think of, and just kill these bugs in very basic, very fun third-person combat. Nice. It is, it's a very simple, pure fun, and uh, one thing I really loved about 2017 is it knew how to mix up the levels. Like, sometimes, yes, it would just be a barrage of giant ants, or, uh, I guess, killer, what else do they have in that game? They had spiders, too. It was mostly spiders and ants, but sometimes they had crazy boss battles. Like, there was one that was basically a Godzilla-type monster named Dino Mech, (laughs) who breathed fire and then one of his later uh versions actually got laser cannons on his back so it was basically like you were fighting godzilla uh with your simple weapon set and like that that game's just really amazing so 2025 changes and the fact that it adds around 20 or 30 more missions like it was around 60 missions on vita and now it's 85 oh jeez! and it uh it adds four classes now originally it was just a soldier who just had his basic weapon set but now there's a fencer who has heavy weaponry. There's wing diver who was kind of in the Vita version in a slightly different version. Who's basically a lightly armored female class who can fly over buildings and stuff. And there's also the air raider who summons vehicles like tanks and mechs and stuff. And they can also uh, trigger airstrikes. And what this does to the game is it makes each level feel really different. So like now... Let's say you go in the city, you blow up a bunch of buildings, you destroy a bunch of buildings, you kill a bunch of bugs, just as the soldier. You play as Wing Diver, because she has less armor, now you have to play defensively from far away, now you have to use long-range weapon. But you Mm. can also fly over buildings now, so the entire level looks incredibly different, even though the only thing that's changing is that you're going into the sky. Uh, I guess there's not, like, a ton to say about the game at its core. It's very simple combat. Like, it's a really rough game. It's really just third-person combat, 
and the game looks almost PS2-esque, like very early PS3 uh, and 360. Mm. Like there's bugs clipping through everything. It, it's really stupid and it's really dumb and it's like, its presentation is kind of shitty, but that's also like the B-movie charm of it. It's, uh, it's, 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 it offers a very certain Japanese niche. And that is why I love it. Uh, the game was recently on Vita, the 2017 version, for 10 bucks. I think that's really good. I think 2025 is also really good. You can get it probably 40, 50 bucks. It's definitely a budget game. I think if you need something new to play that isn't another Mario, isn't another Donkey Kong Country, and you want something really fucking stupid, Earth Defense Force might be the game for you. Nice. Alright, next up, I played The Walking Dead Season 2, Episode 2. So, the original episode of Season 2, I was kind of bummed out by. I didn't think it was nearly as good as any of the episodes in Season 1, and I wasn't quite convinced as having, uh, I guess for having a little girl as a protagonist, after it was basically Lee, just a standard cookie-cutter protagonist in the first season who you could sort of put your emotions into. Because the, the difference is, Clem is a clearly defined character from season one. She had a clear personality. You were playing as someone with a clear personality and you couldn't put your emotions into her like you could with the protag of season one. But she proves herself in this episode as a really good protagonist and she proves herself as a better protagonist than Lee. The great thing about Walking Dead is that like, it's not quite an adventure game, but it's more like a Western visual novel. So it plays with emotions and, it's a re and it offers a, a really gripping story from a western point of view that you can't really get from a lot of eastern visual novels. And just like anything in that series, like with the TV show, like with a comic book, The Walking Dead does an amazing job of portraying the zombie apocalypse from the human perspective, with the zombies being totally secondary. And I think they get back to that in this episode. Uh, they don't fuck around a lot like they did in the first episode and just make it as depressing as possible. A lot of stuff happens in this episode. It moves a lot faster. It's a lot more interesting. Uh, my favorite character from... Well, I guess I won't spoil it. But if you really like certain characters of The Walking Dead Season 1, you're going to have a lot of fun this episode. Because it brings one of them back that you didn't think was going to come back. Uh, because of her or his, I don't know ambiguous ending in the first season it's really great uh i guess have either of you played the walking dead i played a bit of the first season like the first episode okay you know and my answer you, Zach? oh yeah yeah you, you don't even fucking care nope <laughs> fucking zombies you, man uh yeah i i played the the first uh season all the way through um vita and really enjoyed it are you gonna wait for season two uh the first two episodes are coming out later this month i think on vita yeah, I'll probably, I mean, I had a good time playing it the, the first time Vita. I, I played, like, the first episode and a half on PC, but just kind of, I don't know, there was something about sitting at my computer and doing it I just didn't really like. So, yeah, I, I liked the way it felt better on um, on Vita, even though it kind of ran a little poorly compared to the PC version. Yeah. Um, like, load times are a little long, and, like, especially in-game, like, there'd be a moment from when you go from, like, free exploring to kind of a cutscene, and it would freeze for a little bit before uh, before it would cut to that, that cutscene. But I think I'll play it on Vita. I, I like that the best. I, I like being able to sit on my couch and play with it right in front of me like that, so. Well, Telltale Games yeah. are... If it was on Wii U, movies. I'd play it on Wii U if it was on Wii U, because I think using the gamepad would be, like, the ideal way to play um, between that and the TV, but that's not an option, so. 
I don't think it's ever going to come to Wii U. Nope. I do not think so either. And you know what's so fucking sad? The fact that it's coming to Vita, and it's getting supported on Vita into its second season, but Wii U still isn't being considered? Yeah, I, don't I know. know. I, I think Sony probably money had it a little, and I can't really blame them since, like, what, like, fucking 25 million episodes were downloaded of the first season total. Wow. Yeah. I don't know, I feel like Nintendo should probably do the same thing. Like, they should try to move some of these really popular games over, even if it's only gonna please some of the Nintendo fans who only stick to Nintendo systems. But, that is beside the point. The Developers game... should be flocking to Wii U just because for the honor of developing for it, Alex. <laughs> uh, Nintendo's not gonna give you no money. because it's Nintendo. Yeah. Y'all should wanna do it. We're Nintendo, bitches. <laughs> You're making me depressed, Zach, when I imagine that there are people who actually think that way unironically. They and work they at Nintendo of Japan. Because it's a Nintendo system, they are actually entitled to games like The Walking Dead. But that is beside the point. I don't want to make our audience. Uh, too the late. last game I'm going to be talking about, and the main one, is Hatsune Miku uh, Project Diva F oh on PlayStation God. Vita. I've been playing that for review for Zonosgaming.com. It just came out on Vita yesterday for 30 bucks, as opposed to the $50 PS3 version that's been out for a while. I think the only difference is that there are some AR songs I think you could play now, and also there's like five or six songs missing on the Vita version that you have to buy as like $10 DLC. But regardless, it is a rhythm game where basically uh, buttons scroll across the screen and you hit them. It's rhythm game stuff. It's all catchy Japanese music. It's all fucking ridiculous. It's amazing. Uh, more importantly is the way it plays that's special to that game and uh, who the star is. Like Hatsune Miku, if you've seen it, it's basically this blue-haired uh, anime diva type thing. It, she's a Vocaloid, which is basically an idol. synthetic. She's an idol. Right, she's an idol. She's a synthetic idol with uh, pretty realistic-sounding robot voice. She's, she's like Jem. In being totally Jim? outrageous. And also a hologram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Jem and the uh, holograms. Nobody knows Her songs actually about. chart, like, her, uh, her, her synthetically no. sung. Like, in, in Japan, J they oh actually chart. Oh, my God. Well, no, not, not, it's not gonna fucking chart on Billboard. No, I understand that, but, but Japan, why? Yeah. Well, <laughs> you just answered your own question. Japan has so much to answer for. Um, but yeah, yeah, like, she charts, and apparently... I was just watching the Giant Bomb quick look, and uh, Gersman was saying that apparently people go to concerts to see these synthetic performers perform. Uh. But either way, it's like, it's ridiculous. It's the kind of game I'm glad I'm playing on PlayStation Vita, because I don't really want to play a game with anime girls jumping around on a big TV. Uh, where my family could easily walk in the room. <laughs> <laughs> it, it seems especially made for handheld play, and like, I'm kind of joking... But, like, I'm kind of not, too. Like, even though I don't care that much, I don't, like, want to have to explain, like, who's on my television and why, uh, and who Alex, that Hawaii girl at is. at least it's not Supersonico. Oh, man, I'm gonna have to Wikipedia that. Yes, you I'm are. Gonna... Okay, uh, as for a rhythm game, it's really, really great. I think on its rhythm game parts alone, it is worth getting. It's really tough which is one of my favorite things about any rhythm game. Like, you're always barely making it to the end. 
which I think is really good. Like, I don't like easy rhythm games. I like rhythm games that, like, push my my skills to the limit because I think that's when that genre is at its best. But one interesting thing this does is that, unlike other rhythm games, when you just have to finish a song to uh, clear it and unlock the next thing, that's not enough in this game. You have to get a certain score and get what I think the equivalent of, like, a C rank is. I think it's called Standard before it'll actually count as a cleared as a cleared song like if you finish the song and you don't fail that's not enough for it to count as cleared and i like that it uh it takes that little extra hardcore step i don't know like it's i don't have a lot of rhythm games that i play now like there's this there's dj max technica tune and i think there was theater rhythm and that's really it that's really all i've enjoyed in that genre for the last couple of years and i'm glad there's another uh crazy japanese rhythm game that can push my skills to the limits and i'm, I'm really happy about that uh, i think the great thing about rhythm games and this is especially the case with project diva f is that they are supposedly pretty easy to localize because there's not that much text like there's menus there's maybe some lyrics i guess and that's pretty much it so even though you're like why the fuck would sega localize hatsune miku it's because it's not that big of a risk, and especially if they put it on PSN and they don't have to worry about charging for cartridges like they did in the case of the Vita version, there's a chance they could come out on top, especially when the Vita version... Uh, when the Vita itself has an especially large Japanese-loving audience. If you like rhythm games, I would seriously recommend Hatsune Miku on Vita. Alright then. Yeah. There you go. Did you have anything else? No, no, no. I just I threw it all out in one burst. There you go. If you have anything to say about EDF, uh, Walking Dead, or Hatsune Miku, all three of you can jump in at any time. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a one-man monologue. I will say there are, there are lots of lots of Hatsune Miku Miku uh, figures. Lots. Mm-hmm. Uh, have do you have six of them? I don't have any Miku figures. Guess why? Yet. Why? Boobs aren't big enough. Yes. Yes! <laughs> Go look at that. Of Go look up Sonico. She's also an idol over there, and you'll figure it out. You're not into your lolly, Zach? God, no. Oh, God. Man, that's another thing I don't understand. <laughs> that's good. Good. Let's be grateful Zach can draw the line somewhere. It's He likes fictional women, not girls. Exactly. Amen. Uh, so, Mike, what have you been playing uh, this past week or two? Let's see. I think I'll talk about Retro City Rampage first. Uh, is it a Retrocity? Uh, it, it's a Retrocity DX is what it is. Ooh. <laughs> I had uh, I played like an hour of this game when I was visiting Johnny Metz in Colorado on his Vita, and I really, really liked it. And I thought, I should get that. I should get that. But I didn't want to get the Wii version because I didn't want to boot into fucking Wii mode to <laughs> play a game. Fuck that. And I didn't I didn't want to get any of the other versions because, I, I don't know, I just didn't because I heard it was coming out on 3DS and I was like, I'm just going to wait. I'll get it on 3DS. Uh, and it's completely worth the wait because apparently the 3DS version is the best with all of the, like, expansion content and the, like, the gameplay's been tweaked for the optimum experience, etc., etc., etc. And it includes an epic mealtime minigame, which was totally the selling point for me. That show is fantastic. I don't know but, what that uh, is. It, it's the YouTube show where they make ridiculous things out of way too much meat. <laughs> and then they eat them. It's nice. called Epic Meal Time. And, they're, and it, it's by a bunch of Canadians. And you can play 
as two of them in this game if you beat the Epic Mealtime minigame. <laughs> which is cool. But Retro City Rampage is basically like like Grand Theft Auto 2, like top-down Grand Theft Auto, uh, but it's all kind of like retro 8-bit style art and a bunch of really awesome chiptune music that's just supplied by a bunch of chiptune artists who who just kind of make this stuff for fun, and now it's in a video game, which is amazing. And it's basically like an 80s parody onslaught. You're just running around in this city causing all sorts of fucking mayhem and listening to cool music and shooting people in the face and yeah. playing this hilarious story about a guy who's trying to get back to his home time or something. I don't know. It's kind of loose. There's time travel involved and pretty much every mission is just an excuse to make a bunch of like video game in jokes. So sounds it's fantastic. Like, sounds like that. Uh, what was that old Wii game that didn't come over here? Disaster. It sounds like disaster day of crisis. Uh, I have no clue because I know nothing about Disaster Dave Crisis, <laughs> but uh, I, I am shocked at how good Retro City Rampage really is now that I've really sunk my teeth into it. I thought it was kind of just kind of be some kind of like, you know, kind of throwaway kind of joke game when I played it at Johnny's house and I liked it. But then I got it here and it's just fucking great. It's so good. It's 10 bucks and oh, you really? will laugh your ass off the whole time. Really? I would I would not hesitate to recommend this game to absolutely anybody, especially for 10 fucking dollars. There's, if you like any kind of old school video game stuff at all, there's a character called the game genie in this game. Nice. And he lives in a giant skyscraper, the top of which looks like an original NES game genie. <laughs> and a little so different. Let me, huh? Go ahead. Okay. So just two quick questions. Yeah. One, do you have, is there any indication of how long the game is? Um, it said there are, I think there's like 60 something story missions and then a bunch of like side missions and the missions, the story missions probably take, I don't know, five to maybe 10 minutes at the absolute most. Maybe if you died a couple times in the process of trying to complete it. Okay. So it's, it's gonna, it's gonna be a decent chunk of content, especially for 10 bucks. And two, would you recommend the game and the game's humor to someone who wasn't necessarily live during the time most of these <laughs> jokes yeah, I'm not were sure. being referred to? It might be a game for older older folks like myself, because um, I you know I was born in '83, so I mean I was not you know really cognizant of a good chunk of what happened in the early '80s, but I have good memories of the late '80s and the early '90s, and that's kind of what this this game parodies the most to. It does some older things. It'll like parody something like Space Invaders or something, but all the stuff that's really old that it's parodying, parodying is uh, is pretty well known stuff. It's probably the most most some of the most known games. Although I suppose there could be more subtle jokes in there that are going over my head. But I don't. It's if you have a fondness for '80s culture or '90s culture, I would say you definitely like it, even if you didn't remember it. But if you don't really have any knowledge of the era, uh, the game, I guess it's still pretty fun. If if you liked uh. I mean, if you like 2D Grand Theft Auto or like Hotline Miami, it's kind of like that, where it's like okay. top down and you're going through levels and you're killing a bunch of shit. You've got a rocket launcher, you've got a shotgun, you've got you've got every now and then you get superpowers like you can run crazy fast, like three times the most, three times the average vehicle speed. Even there's like a jetpack. There's all sorts. It's it's packed to the gills with ridiculous shit, and it kind of gives it to you and takes it away and gives it to you and takes it away until I'm assuming near the end game when I'll probably just have all of it all the time. Huh. Very sharp writing too. Really sharp writing. There's a lot of like social commentary in it about you know, uh, like a character in the video game is trying to to ban violent video games, and your character's like, "That's fucking stupid." I mean, he doesn't say that. He's much more eloquent. He actually yeah. goes into a really, really, really like screen page worth of text dialogue about 
how ridiculous the notion of censorship is, and it, but it's just packed inside this really, really subversive kind of retro video game. I, it, you should get it. It's fantastic. I don't know how else I can convince you. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I've been playing that, and then I've been playing Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, which I almost kind of bought on a whim because I saw those eShop cards were on sale like two days after the game came out. So game's 50 bucks, eShop cards on sale for 40 bucks. I got a brand new game for 40 bucks. Boom. Excellent game. Scott, you're playing it too, right? Uh, yeah, and it is fantastic. Yeah, I just, just before we started recording, I just beat the second boss, the owl. So I'm not very far in. I just started playing the third area, the first era, the first level in the Savannah world. And the, ah, music, so good. the music in that level was fucking blowing me away, but I had to quit to come record this. I almost, oh, I was almost late because I thought maybe I could beat it. But some of the levels in this game are like 20 minutes long. Oh, I just tw- I just I just tweeted the other day that 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 first level of World Three is probably like the favorite my favorite like two D platformer level I played in like ten years. Yeah, it's I mean so I only good. got to the first checkpoint and it was just and then I saw there were nine puzzle pieces in it so I knew it was going to be a long level. Yeah. And so I just stopped and came to record and it's so fucking good. This game is incredible. I can't believe I almost passed on it. Yeah, it's so good. I mean, I, I really enjoyed the uh, the Donkey Kong Country Returns. But I think maybe even just the quality of music in this game just, it's, yeah. just completely makes this so much better I played, uh, than uh, Returns. I played Returns on the 3DS, and I never beat it. I got to, like, World 7 or something, or maybe World mm-hmm. 6, like the minecarty cave mine level world area. I don't know. Um, and I just kind of stopped playing it. It just kind of, like, fell out of my rotation. And I liked it. I thought it was pretty good, but Tropical Freeze is way better. So like, it is so like much when better. You, when you guys say that... Is it like the difference between Rayman Origins and Legends, where Legends is clearly a step up? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I've only played yeah. the first two worlds of Tropical Freeze, but it is a fucking step up. It is, it's just better. It's tighter all the way around. Um, the controls are pretty perfect, except that I wish you could freely switch between the analog and the digital. You can't. Oh, yeah. It's like a setting, which is really fucking dumb. Um, yeah. I also love that the game has like six confirmation screens between when you boot it up and when you get to start playing it. Oh, what? Like, are you sure you want to start playing? All right, do you want to play on the TV or do you want to play in the gamepad? All right, are you sure? All right, you've picked a level now. Uh, do you want to go into this level or do you want to do the inventory? Oh, you want to do the inventory? All right, are you happy with these inventory choices? <laughs> oh, okay, my God. now I want to start the level. Oh, are you sure you want to start the level? Yes. All right, now I'm playing the game. Oh, like, that's a realistic number of steps to get from the boot screen into the game. <laughs> That's it's true. fucking ridiculous. How That's many conf- true. It just, what's the big deal? If I, it would be so much easier if, if I just got the wrong thing, I can just hit back. You don't need a confirmation. <laughs> I know I fucked yeah. up. I'll just get back and do it myself. Oh, it's, it's yeah. just so fucking handholdy. And then you get to the game and it's brutally difficult. Yep. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the menus are designed for someone who's never played a video game, and the game is designed for somebody who's played a hundred fucking video games. Nice. That's true, because like even even like the beginning, like you know, there's just like cutesy this cutesy cutscene, like with like Donkey Kong celebrating, I guess his birthday. I don't know. And then yeah, and then just instantly, it's like super difficult platforming the, the entire way through. Yeah. Um, so it's yeah, so, it's, it's, kinda... I don't know. It's very antithetical to itself at times, but it's so fucking good. And Dixie Kong is back, and she was always my favorite. Oh, she's Hell the best. Yeah. Yeah, she is the best. I, I used her throughout, um, unless I had to use one of the others like to get something specific, like a hidden thing. But, yeah, uh, I, Diddy's all right. I don't like Cranky Kong, but I haven't used him much. Yeah, I, I don't like Cranky, like I said, unless, unless I have to use him to get something that's, his, that's hidden like way up high. Yeah, and his, his whole mechanic is kind of just like 
the springy snake in Donkey Kong Country 2, and I always hated yep. that guy's levels. Yeah. <laughs> They're so Did hard. you find the um the record player in World One? Yeah, it's in like on that secret exit when you get up there and you and it goes and plays the original Donkey Kong Country music. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. I love that. And then that. if in the very first level, if you roll into like the area to the left and get the balloon, there's a set of TVs on the ground. And if you slam if you slam the ground, they all boot up and they show the the title screens for Donkey Kong Country one, two, and three, and ah. the old school Donkey Kong Country music plays. Wow, that's awesome! I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm gonna go do that. Yeah, it's so great. <laughs> I sat there yeah. and like let it loop for like a minute. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah, like I said earlier, that this is pretty much the only game I've been playing the past week and a half. And in fact, I just completely beat it. I unlocked the uh, like the special hard mode. Um, Did you beat all the K all. levels too? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, I beat everything. The I completely first one beat took the game. me like fifty tries. Oh yeah, they're super hard, super super hard. Um, and then yeah, when you beat all the secret levels in each world, you unlock a final seventh world that just has three like super hard levels in it. Um, and then when you beat that, you unlock um, the hard mode, which it's, it's <laughs> the, the same as the first mode. game. The, in the, yeah, a hard mode. So you you can't use any items. You only have one heart, and you can't use any um, buddies. You can't use Dixie or Diddy or, oh or Cranky. God. Yeah, That's so insane. It is insane. I, I'm tempted to like try to get my way through it now, just just to kind of do it. But I'm gonna take a little break. And then, there are and then some we'll levels that I don't know back. if I could beat them at all without one of the buddies. Some of the bosses and stuff. I mean, I can't. I just can't imagine not being able to get hit at all. I mean, that would be so hard. I, everyone says um, that after the first world, the bosses start getting really difficult. But I dispatched the second boss on my first try. Um, so, no, they get know. they get hard. They for sure get hard. I yeah, really liked see. the second boss though, the owl. That was a really good boss fight. Yeah, I like the owl. Yeah, I liked all the bosses. I thought all the bosses were actually pretty unique. The final boss is really hard. That's something that hard. this game gets at. The first, the last game, returns had kind of like a shitty enemy set. Like those tiki monsters, they're just kind of, I don't know, they had not enough character. And these, these, what is these, winter viking, whatever the fuck animals they are, are, I thought they were stupid when they were announced, and they are brilliant. Yeah. Because they're played, yeah. they're played perfectly. Like they're, they're, they're just kind of, I don't know, they're not that intimidating. And I guess that's funny about them. Yeah. No, I agree. And the first uh-huh. one, what is that? Like a sea lion? Yeah. Like, whoever thought a sea lion would be the boss <laughs> in a video game? Would be, like, threatening it all. And yeah, the best no, part of the sea hey lion now, is that... Hey, now, there's a walrus boss in uh, Little Mermaid for NES. Yeah. But the best part <laughs> about the sea lion is the music that plays when you fight him is, like, this, like, Norwegian death metal, which is so <laughs> fucking funny. Yeah. Oh, this game is so good. I, I'm, I can't believe how much I like it. It's incredible. It just t- makes me... Brings me back to my childhood when I was playing Dunker and Country 2. Yep. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. That. Oh God. That music. I just. I can't. I cannot get enough of it. Yeah. Um. It's just. It's just so good. David Wise. He is a fucking genius. No joke. Um. So yeah. I mean, that was pretty much all I played this week. So we'll, we'll count that as my what I've been playing as well. <laughs> um. Yeah. If you have not played Donkey Kong yet, uh, Zach, I'm assuming you haven't yet. No. I, I. I feel like what you're just kind of naturally opposed to these. 2D revivals is, is that am I correct in thinking that? Uh no, I just I just didn't fall in love with Donkey Kong Country Returns 1. If okay. you thought if you had a if you thought Donkey Kong Country Returns was good, like if you thought it was a pretty good game and you were like that's all right, but you really wanted it to be something more, that's what this game is. Okay. Yeah. I might I might grab it then. And uh get another yeah. one of those eShop cards for 40 bucks and then you'll get a brand new game for $40. Yeah, that's what? very true. That's yeah. very true. 
Well, yeah, because Donkey Kong and you get five bucks back. Although, isn't isn't like twelve gigs or some gigantic? Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. It's like eleven and a half gigabytes. I had to delete five games because I don't have an external hard drive yet. I was just kind of buying games uh, until I hit that threshold. My 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 terabyte external hard drive says hi. Yeah, I'm gonna get one now. But I was I was putting it off until I needed to. And Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze is is me needing it to because it is eleven fucking gigabytes. Oh my god! It is bigger than the last. Four retail games that I downloaded from the eShop fucking combined. It's those fur effects, <laughs> man. It's ridiculous. And it's absolutely... <laughs> I, honestly, I think it's pretty fucking unacceptable that they could not get it any smaller. I don't... I just don't understand. Where yeah. is all that space going? I don't understand. It's 2D, and the textures are great, but Mario looks better, and it was like 1.8 gigs. How is yeah. it <laughs> 10 times bigger than that, almost? <laughs> yeah, it really doesn't make any sense. Maybe there's something in there we don't know yet. Five like, times. I don't know, there's something all in the of the previous the Donkey Kong maybe it's the music, games. Is the music all completely uncompressed, maybe? Right, yeah. It's, just, it's like super high quality, just, like FLAC files. Yeah, it's all it's all in FLAC. Maybe if that's what it is, I would give them a pass for that because the music is legitimately incredible. <laughs> I, I would totally be fine with it. Yeah, I agree. I'm not going um, to uh, pretend there's a logistic to how many gigabytes a Nintendo game has, but I, like... I guess for the Wii U, considering it launched with like 32 gigabytes uh, in the system, it is a little crazy. It's but a like third PS3 of the system memory, for fuck's sake. Yeah. PS3 games have been 20 gigabytes for a long time. What? It's, it's competing consoles. It's competing consoles this generation have games that are easily 40, 50 gigabytes. Good God! So 13 isn't that crazy. I'm just saying, the, the next biggest one I had was Pikmin, and it was like 4.5 with the update data. I don't yeah. know. Like maybe it's a lot of that stuff is often cinematic. Cinematics often. Yeah, it does have some really long. fucking long cinematics. I think so. I think Wind Waker's like four gigs, maybe. I don't know. No, Wind Waker was smaller than that. Oh, and also I'm very unimpressed with the loading times, especially because it's running off the it's running off the solid oh, state memory. It ooh. still takes forever to load. Just like the last game, which I thought was maybe I don't know. I have I played that on the three DS, so I thought that would load faster too, because it's solid state, but I don't know, man. It's I understand there's a lot of shit in that level, but I mean it's a long level. Can't you stream it? Like, what's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, right. minor minor quibbles on a piece of uh, piece of gameplay that is otherwise brilliant.
Alright, let's move on to some listener mail. I think we're ready for that. I think we're ready for some mail. Um, we got a chunk of mail. We're just going to read a couple tonight because we've gone a little long on what we've been playing. Uh, let's see. Well, I'll do this one real quick because actually this is good because this won't even involve us answering. Um, we got a, a question from someone named Zach. I uh, said, hey guys, I listen to the show every week. My girlfriend usually gets mad at me because I fall asleep with my earphones in trying to squeeze every last bit of goodness out of my favorite Nintendo-related podcast. So, uh, thank you for possibly breaking up your relationship to listen to us. We appreciate it. Uh, he said, recently I've been thinking about getting into, into doing Let's Play videos. He says, yes, I know, me and everyone else in the world. I understand that it is an invasive mod if you want to capture 3DS footage. I really don't feel like permanently altering my 3DS shape or size, but I think there are a variety of products on the market that can capture Wii U gameplay. Uh, someone who's never captured anything before can you make suggestions for products um, and different websites and tips and things like that. Um, I've never done this myself. I don't think any of us have really done any streaming um, but I reached out to our own Don Koopman, who does a ton of capturing uh, on Wii U and 3DS. And while he didn't have time to prepare a statement for me for tonight, what he's going to do is he's going to record a answer to this question, and we're going to splice it in right now. So right now, hey. uh, if everything goes according to plan, you will hear Don Koopman uh, describe to you the products he uses, uh, how he does it, and uh, everything like that. So um, hopefully it is going to play right now. Wait, where am I? I was supposed to be on a segment about Yoshi's New Island, but I seem to have wandered in a completely different direction altogether. Which is pretty difficult, because hey, this is a podcast, or an audio thing, I don't really know what this is going to turn into. But, yeah. What is this? Listener mail? Sure, I want to answer this. Let's go. So, I'm going to include the Nintendo 3DS side of things in this answer. Um, not only because that people are quite interested in it. Because it's part of your question and I kind of want to elaborate on it a bit more than you're stating here. So, with Nintendo 3DS, there are two separate mods out there that can change your unit in a capture device. First of all is 3dscapture.com. It's from a guy named Loopy. He lives in Seattle. Um, and what he does is, indeed, he will add some bulk to your Nintendo 3DS. Um, it looks like a bit like a battery pack. Uh, it has a micro USB port on the front. And it's all nice and good, though. It's nothing too horrible. But uh, I can get what you're saying. That said, though, it's a, it is extremely easy to record with. Uh, I have no problems with it at all. Uh, you can just record button and get something quickly done, and it's all nice and good. If you are interested in something more elegant, though, and have some more money to spend, then I would suggest 3dsvideocapture.com. That is 3dsvideocapture.com. With this mod, you can get a 3ds Excel um, with no bulk added whatsoever. Um, but instead of the infrared port on the top of the system, it will be replaced by a micro USB port. Um, so you will notice nothing from a distance, it will just look like a 3DS XL, but um, you will have something special in the unit soldered for you. So it, that's a nicer mod, but um, here's something that's not so nice. Again, the price is, the price is more hefty. And also, what you need to keep in mind is that the recording side of things is a bit more difficult than 3DS Capture. 
The reason for this is that with the program, you actually need an additional program to get it all recorded, something like Bandicam, which will take some extra money out of your wallet because it requires a licensed fee. Um, so that's something that you need to take all in consideration. Um, if you want something cheaper, nice to do the job, 3DS Capture is the way to go. Um, if you want something elegant, but you need to be more professional and you need to know exactly what you are doing, then maybe 3DS Video Capture is something to look into, but be very careful with what you choose. Um, I must also say, though, that 3DS Video Capture has a larger range of products. You can indeed choose for a regular 3DS, a 3DS XL, an Nintendo DSi, an Nintendo DS, and even a PlayStation Vita. So there is a lot of options for you there. So take both consideration, uh, get a browse on their websites, and get a good idea of what they're offering. Also, you can download like the 3DS Capture software from Loopy side of things for free, so you can also kind of see what that is all about when you download it. So we have covered now the 3DS side of things, but what about Wii U? What is the best product for your money that's on the market today? My answer would be, in all sincerity, the Elgato Capture Box. Um, HDMI has some really odd problem, and it's called HDCP. This will block certain HDMI devices for not being able to show up on recording hardware. Elgato, for some reason, doesn't have this problem, so whatever you plug into it, may it be a video console or something else, it will work flawlessly on the thing. And the quality comes out so good that you could actually record it on the PC without ever needing a TV, because the lag is non-existent because of the strength of HDMI. Um, the handy thing about the Elgato software that comes bundled with the HDMI device is that you can directly record audio next to it, so you already have a complete commentary track. It's, it's, it's very handy to use for beginners. I would highly recommend it. It's a bit pricey, but um, if you're in, really interested in capturing like a lot of gameplay from the Wii U, it's definitely something that you could look into, and I wouldn't hold against you that if you would buy it, because it's a really nice piece of kit. Um, so we cover now both sides of things, and you kind of want to know at this point, um, how do I edit for this together if I bought either a 3DS capture footage, or hey, I decided to just record a gameplay of the Wii U and forgot some audio to put alongside of it. Then you need an editing program, and there are two great options for you that you can check out. First of all is um, Pinnacle Studio. This is a great program for beginners, because it is really straightforward. You can have an, a commentary track, audio track, and video track. It's really easy to set up. The tools are very handy, and it will really ease you in as a beginner. If you have a, a bit more money, though, and are a bit more skilled, then I would recommend rather going for an Adobe Premiere program. For the sake of argument, I'm not naming versions because like Adobe could release a version at any moment at any given time. So for me, that is very difficult to say. However, there is a special program now running on the Adobe website where you can rent these products every single month. Uh, you can just end it when you don't use them anymore. And... They are, the Adobe products always been great. You have Photoshop there, you have 
again, they have Premiere. You also have Audition, which is the, the podcasting editing program, which I use for editing the quiz shows. So there is a lot of great software that you can like semi-purchase for a good price. Be aware that you will always have costs associated with it, so you are never done. But um, if you get some good value out of it, it, it's definitely worth something to look into. And if you're really thinking about doing it professionally and thinking about earning something with it along the line, uh, Adobe is just a really small cost to pay. So, yeah, I hope this answers your question well enough. Um, if not, you can always ask me away on Twitter, which is at Nintendan, that's N-I-N-T-E-N-D-A-A-N, or send me a message through mail. The best way to do that is nintendan at gmail.com. Okay, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for sending in your questions, Zach. And I wish you all a very nice day. Have a muffin. Go do that. Cheers. Okay, so there you go. Uh, if everything went according to plan, then now you are informed about how to capture footage for your Wii U in 3DS. Yay! Yeah. Uh, if not, sorry, I guess. We'll try next time. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Thank you, Zach, for writing in, and hopefully that, that helped. If you have any more questions, you can always reach out to Don on Twitter, uh, at Nintendon. He's super friendly and will probably answer any question you have if you just tweet at him. So, uh, do that. Let's jump to some other questions. Um, uh, do, 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 do. Here's a question from, uh, our friend Adman, who's been writing in quite frequently. Uh, it's about Ninten- the Nintendo Direct that was a couple of weeks ago. He says, why do you think this Nintendo Direct was so underwhelming? Do you think Nintendo blew all their announcements last year? Uh, what are the Japanese teams working on? I think we'll see Zelda Wii U in 2015 and Galaxy 3 in 2016 with these mysterious brother systems launching in 2017. Uh, these predictions are kind of grim. Huh. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Do you think we'll see anything else? Like maybe some more downloadable content for New Super Mario Bros. U or anything like that? Um, something from Retro, Star Fox, F-Zero, kind of all that, that familiar stuff. And will Sakurai make another game? Um, and do you think his recent wrist pain, uh, is from trying to play Kid Icarus with its unique controls? Uh, um, I didn't know he was suffering from wrist injuries, uh, but I, I believe yeah, they, they said it's limiting his time in the office, even. It's getting worse, Just, too, over really? the development. Yeah, it's like, it's apparently, like, making it tough for him to work. It's honestly pretty sad. Just wear a wrist brace! Oh, yeah, a wrist brace. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, so that that's kind of a bummer, but I didn't think the last Nintendo Direct was underwhelming. What did you guys think? I, I don't know. I think we we talked about it probably in a segment at some point. I thought point. it was all right. Um, I don't even well, remember it. I think the segment was Zach, Neil, and I. I don't, I don't remember if we said it was that underwhelming. Like, I think we were down about some stuff. I thought it was all right. I think the big problem I had is that outside of X, there aren't really that many games coming out that aren't, uh, in some sense, a rehash or uh, not that crazy exciting. And not to mention, Wii U's year is pretty much entirely leftovers from announcements in previous years. Like, there's Bayonetta 2, there's uh, maybe Yarn Yoshi, there's maybe Hyrule Warriors, there's X... Uh, Smash Bros. And there's going to be some stuff at E3. There's a game or two that we haven't seen yet. But most of this year is just cleanup. Like, outside of X, which I am very excited for, assuming it is a proper Xenoblade-type sequel, or successor mm-hmm. to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am excited for that. Other than that, 
Wii U hasn't like excited me yet at all. Sexually. <laughs> and not sexually. <laughs> like if, if we're just talking strictly since launch, Nintendo hasn't given me that wow moment yet. And I guess if we were bummed out about the direct, it was probably because we still haven't been wowed. Right. I agree. Yeah, I th- I think the only thing that's really kind of had me super excited since launch um, was probably Mario 3D World. That was probably a game where, like, I was counting down the days till it came out and I was really excited. But apart God, from it that... It is so good. It is so good. But apart from that, nothing really... It's like, oh, good, Donkey Kong's coming out. And while I think Donkey Kong's fantastic, I wasn't, like, on the edge of my seat waiting for Donkey Kong, you know? Um, and I think I think the problem with this Direct in particular is we had all this financial stuff where they're cutting sales projections and everything like that. We had Iwata uh, speak to shareholders and kind of promise uh, sort of a revival of Wii U and this new uh, focus on, like, quality of life stuff. And, 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 and emphasizing, and, Yeah, he took a pay cut, emphasizing the gamepad, things like that. But this Nintendo Direct was so soon after that that I don't think they had time to really kind of have anything to show to illustrate that. So then you kind of just had more of the same that has kind of got them in this situation to begin with. Um... So it was kind of it was maybe a little underwhelming in that way, but you know I'm still excited about Mario Kart and, and Super Smash Brothers like anybody else. Um, oh, we got Mario Karts this year. I fucking totally forgot. Yeah, I'm about actually that. really excited about that game. It's not something that I'm like waiting for and counting the days down to, but I know when I get it, I'm gonna really enjoy it. I skipped Mario Kart Wii, so I I'm think, like really I think, really excited uh, about this one. I'm actually more excited about Mario Kart now that I've seen some uh, some of those Pennzoil screenshots where they're kind of upside down and sideways and i thought oh, yeah. and i thought to myself you know what game that looks like it looks like fucking f-zero because that's what you do yeah. with f-zero yeah it almost seems like this is their way to kind of bring back f-zero is just kind of folded into mario kart yeah. in a way i think that's a little hopeful well i mean that, um, that style of racing now. you know I, it's not going to be fast like f-zero oh no it's not well, going to be exciting like F-Zero. no it's not be- that no I I think this game is probably going to be the sequel to Mario Kart 7, which was the sequel to Mario Kart Wii. And by sequel, I say that... Uh, you mean expansion if, pack? Uh, much different. Well, the thing is, 7 actually had less content than Wii. <laughs> so it was like... Unex- it was contraction pack. I don't know. It's uh, This game's really kind of bumming me out. Well, let's talk about this... Uh... Zelda Wii U in 2015? No, that's not going to happen. Oh, and I wait, 2015? Is. Yeah, sure, I can see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Galaxy I think 3, it'll be announced I, I don't think we'll see any more Galaxy games. I think they've moved on. Yeah, I, th- I, think I, so too. I feel like they're at the... It's funny, Mario games are almost on the same cycle as iPhones. I think I may have said this before, where it's innovate, perfect, innovate, perfect, <laughs> and just ad nauseum. Uh, new Super so I'm excited Mario for the next one, because that's pack. innovate. No, that's not going to happen. Yeah, no, I think they're done with New Super uh, Mario U. I think the thing to really, I think the thing to to be really excited about at this point is what Retro is working on now. Um, there was just that story that came out last week that Retro was calling the Wii U a powerhouse, and, and you know, kind of saying that people don't really understand uh, what it can really do. And they also said they're they've been working on another game for a few months now. Um, Metroid Prime ass- Trilogy this HD. Right. God. Assuming this isn't just going to be. Um, I mean, I guess even if it was a new Metroid game, that would be okay. But I really, I think, I think it's time for them to to go out and do something new. And I hope Nintendo lets them do that. 
Um, so th- I think that's the one thing you can be excited about, and maybe we'll see something in E3, and that that's going to be the game um, that that is finally uh, worth kind of being on the edge of. Yeah, the retro game better be. Days, if the retro game is not really amazing, this is going to be like I don't know a real bummer E3. I think. <laughs> Well, I mean, why not? Why not yeah. at this point let Retro just kind of alternate? Like, have them do kind of a first party uh, Donkey Kong safe kind of game, and then let them go out and do something they want to do, and then let them come back and do a Metroid or Star if Fox. If we're lucky, or they'll come up with their own fucking Uncharted, like just some kind of original shit that just blows up huge. Right. Yeah, if we're really I mean, lucky. That's, that's, that's what Nintendo needs. So that's what, I hope that's, that's what Retro needs that's to be. They need to be Nintendo's naughty dog. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think so, they could do it. I think if the if the leash was taken off, the retro could really do something impressive. Yeah. The uh, the retro game has been in development for only a few months now, so I think maybe it is a little preemptive to expect anything at this E three. I know these like, like a trailer, like just, trailer, and an, an announcement. Trailer. I just need something. This E three is going to be their NFC year, I think. Yeah, this is going to be great. The They'll only be like three they years drop, late. Whatever on that Miyamoto's trend. Wii U game is and NFC, which I think are going to be one and the same. I, d- I don't think this is going to be Retro's year because, like, Donkey Kong was Retro's 2014 thing. I think Donkey Kong was Retro's 2012 thing. <laughs> you know? Well, 2010, if you want to be really specific. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, okay, well, let's move on to one, one more question. Um, let me take a look here at what we have. Um, let's do this one. It's a two-part question, um, but it's, it's kind of some simple stuff. This is from Christian. Uh, it's a two-parter here. The The first one's just kind of silly. It says, first, how awesome will a Skylanders-like Star Wars game be? I might as well just send my bank account info to Disney right now. Do you think it will yeah. be a standalone game, which is my hope, or do you think they would wedge it into Disney Infinity, which is my fear? Do you have any speculation as to the gameplay? Which I think it's when he's asking us, like, specifics about this game <laughs> that he's just kind of imagined that he would like. Like, he's like, so what characters would be in it? Let's like, talk what about the, my what, imaginary Silent Hill revival. What, what, would, what, would be, what would be mapped to what buttons? You tell me. <laughs> Um, I'm just kidding, Christian. You're great. Thank you for writing in. Um, and then his second question, what do you think happens to all those Nintendo Club surveys? Does anyone really read them? Do you think that any Nintendo behavior has ever been adjusted because I found the controls somewhat difficult on a particular game? I wonder um, about that myself. The, the, why really why would they spend all that money to run Club Nintendo if they weren't using the data for anything? Yeah, they're using right. so much Companies money. all the time now collect data and do surveys, and they pay attention to this stuff. It's not being ignored. Now they don't always know what to make get... of the giant ball of information they have. Yeah, right. Not always. Um. Yeah. No. Yeah. So they might not maybe implement it right away, but no, they're for sure reading these surveys, and they're um, you know, they're 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 conscious of of responses, especially if there's overwhelming response in one direction, um, or one specific category. So it's probably um, no, why not, Donkey Kong just... Tropical Freeze doesn't have shaking for rolling. Uh, yeah, about, about, I would believe that. Although I think you can still do that if you do use the Wii Remote. Oh, God. I think you can play with the Wii Remote, but you don't have to. Okay. Like, I played the whole thing with the gamepad, and it was great. So, um, Gamepad with the screen a, on. A quote. I got a quote from a I Want to Asks interview, because uh, just to answer the Club Nintendo question, I remember hearing about this somewhere, but it was apparently Super Mario... Sick, Super Mario... Uh, Paper Mario, I mean... Uh, sticker star, and during the Wada Asks interview, uh, Tanabe says, Yeah, with regards to the story, we did a survey over the Super Paper Mario game in Club Nintendo, 
and not even 1% said the story was interesting. <laughs> a lot of people said that the flip move for switching between the 3D and 2D dimensions was fun. So, I, apparently, this is actively being considered for the development of some games, no matter how, there you go. how small. Good to know. Well, there you go. Con- concrete proof that it does it does reach the top. So, Your there voice you go. Matters. Yeah. There you go. I, I think for Disney Infinity... I think they're trying to grow Disney Infinity specifically, not some Infinity brand, but specifically Disney Infinity. And I think what they're going to do is the Marvel and the Star Wars. There's a chance they could make spinoffs and make some yearly thing out of this. I, I think they're all going to get shoehorned into the, into Disney Infinity. I think we'll still get a or sequels or, two or something. Pole, yeah. I mean, tentpole releases. Like we might get a major Star Wars game, but it will almost certainly also be in Disney Infinity. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they're not going to separate it. It's going to be it's going to be one thing for sure. Yeah. You know the tragic thing about Disney Infinity is I really like those uh character designs. I like the way the characters are built. Uh but I have no interest in the game at all. Yep. And the figures are mm-hmm. so expensive that I'm not going to pay money for them. I just really like the designs. What if Star Wars was included? Would that get you to buy it? No, that would probably get me to less buy it, you know. (laughs) Fair enough. Maybe if it was Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. Although I'm not (laughs) sure how that would look. Just the same guy in a different shirt. Just a bunch of guys in red shirts running around getting killed. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, yeah, that's going to do it. We've got a little bit more listener right here, but we'll save it for next time. Um, So... If you would like to send us your own listener mail, you can do that at connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com. As Mike has uh, so often pointed out, we will basically we'll read, read anything, it. so we'll do send it, it in. <laughs> yeah. Um, so please do. Uh, anyone who wrote in who we didn't get to, um, we, will, we will get to it next time. Look, we and, have a stockpile um, yeah. now. That's awesome. Keep it going. I know, right? We're, we're getting there. It's good. So, uh, Alex, Zach, Mike, thank you for being here. You're welcome. Thank you. Somebody once told and, me the time is a flat circle. <laughs> Was this more true detective? Yes. Okay, good. I will, I'm going to go watch that right now. Um, all right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.
segment talking about Yoshi's New Island. Uh, we've got three people on this panel, including myself, Neil Ronahan, uh, and we're all reviewing this game for various outlets. I'm reviewing it for Nintendo Force, and we have Alex Kalafi. Hi. And Don Koopman. What's up? Who are uh, covering it for Nintendo World Report, which is, uh, you know, the site that you're listening to right now. Um, so we are going to talk about Yoshi's New Island. We're still embargoed to some extent as far as our final impressions and reviews and specific levels and stuff. Um, but what we're going to do right now is talk about where we came into the series. Uh, let's start with you, Alex. All right. So the original Yoshi's Island, I played that on... Game Boy Advance, uh, the one that came with the original Mario Bros, part of the Super Mario Advance series, and that was one of my classic uh, platformer games. That is, in my opinion, the single greatest platformer, at least of the classic era, of all time. I think its bosses are amazing, I think its level design is amazing, I think its ideas are amazing, I think its look is amazing. Even the GBA port? The GBA port was fine. It's uh, I hear the 3DS port of that was bad, but no, I've never heard anything good. I mean, other than that, it's a very good sound game. Um, I've haven't spent too much time with the Game Boy Advance version, but I've always heard I've always heard to stay away because the Super Nintendo version is very, very clearly better. Um, like stuff like Touch Fuzzy Get Dizzy like mm-hmm. doesn't really work on the Game Boy Advance. I I think the big thing to remember though is that uh. Children aren't very good critics. Like, when something's a little worse, I had nothing to compare it to at the time it came out. Uh, So based on when I played it, based on the way I played it, I guess I must have thought that was the only version at the time. I thought. So, is your negative opinion on Yoshi's New Island colored by the fact that you played Yoshi's Island when you were younger, and you played this one when you were older? I think... (laughs) I think I do have standards. I think if you're going to make a Yoshi's Island game, I will give you the benefit of the doubt... And I will play it uh, in clear conscience, right? But if you're going to make a Yoshi's Island game, I have expectations. I have expectations that uh, whatever boss fights there are, are going to be excellent. I have expectations that uh, whatever level design is going to be interesting in the same way as Yoshi's Island. I'm not saying that it's bad in Yoshi's New Island. I'm not making any comment on that. I'm just saying those <laughs> are my expectations. I have very high expectations based on my playthrough of the original Yoshi's Island and Yoshi's Island DS. I mean, I also played that when I was very young. And even and were though you a I, fan were you a fan of that? I I knew it was worse. I knew it was worse than the original Yoshi's Island, but I didn't mind it. Like to me at the time at least, it still felt like a Yoshi's Island game. And there are some really shitty levels. Like there's that level that scrolls for like 8 minutes straight. <laughs> uh, the end of the I think game. that was my breaking point when I played that game. That was when I was like, "Nope, I'm done." I, uh, uh, I used because there were just there were those the levels in Yoshi's Island DS to me were way too incredibly long and required a lot of like backtracking and stuff to get 100% because you need to make sure you have the right baby mm-hmm. and all that crap. Um, and I guess I'll go over my my Yoshi's Island history. Uh, I despise Yoshi's Island DS, but I do love the original. Um, the original has gotten to a point where it's mm. only enjoyable to me if I get 100% in every level. If not, then I feel like I failed and. <laughs> Because of that, while I do think that the original Yoshi's Island is a fantastic game, I blame my fucking douchebag friend who boiled it and burned it into my head that the way to play this game is to get 100%. Um, And I am not nearly as good at video games as he is, so that was always tough for me, uh, but I still think that game is fun. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, Don, how about you? So I was very young when like the original came out. So um, yeah. I was like four or five at the time. So I, I usually saw my dad playing it because he used to play a lot of video games still back in that time. Um, I, I played a couple of levels. I wasn't very good at it because I was so young. Um, but later on, I did play it. And then later on, I also played uh, the GBA port, which I really liked, actually. Um, it's one of those games that I've put a lot of time into. Yeah, did you play it on the 3DS or or the GBA? Uh, on the actual on, on the actual GBA, just oh, the okay. the first version and later the the SP. Um, yeah. I just I didn't know if you didn't play it until uh, the Ambassador days. No, no, no. When 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 the GBA hit, I was all over my handhelds, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I played it a lot because I love that Super Mario Adventures. They really upgraded those games like like plentiful. Um, and moving on for that, I also played on 3DS, which I, I, I thought the cards was watched out. I didn't find a proper way to play it, so I went back directly to my Game Boy Advance SP. Um, didn't like Mario Kart, Mario Kart, Yoshi's Island DS. Yeah, welcome um, to the winning team, Don. <laughs> I, I would have go so far as I hated that game. Um, there, there were like levels like that that were just a breaking point for me. And honestly, I can honestly say that this is one of the only Nintendo games that I have never finished. Yeah, there are a lot of Nintendo games I haven't finished. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I. But for you, I, I, that is a big thing. Yeah, I mean, I I finish a lot of a lot of games that I get. That's that's like the goal of my I mean, entire existence. One hundred percented game in Wario. I think we can just begin and end every discussion with that. <laughs> yeah, but that that got you know if you hear that and all of the things that I've talked before that how difficult it is for me to not finish a game and that was kind of one of the few yeah. that made it actually occur that I didn't not finish a game. So well, I found it that bad. Well, let's go on and start talking about the the new game that we have all been playing, Yoshi's New Island, which is uh, coming out on the 3DS a number of years after Yoshi's Island DS and you know, almost twenty since Yoshi's Island on Super Nintendo. Um, it's developed uh, in part by Arzest, and uh, while Nintendo has been focusing a lot on that, uh, Takashi Tezuka is working on the game. Um, in reality, he also worked on Yoshi's Island DS, so I don't really know what the big deal was. Um, I think uh, they're just really? trying to. I think they. I feel like they recognized that there was an issue with the perception of the game, and they tried to play up Tezuka's involvement make it seem like there wasn't an issue with the perception with the game. So with Tezuka's involvement, um, I, like, I don't really think that was a big surprise or a shock. Uh, however, uh, you know, starting to talk about Yoshi's New Island, I'm almost finished it, and I'm really, really enjoying it much more than I thought I would. Uh, I personally feel like a lot of the stuff that I've played has maybe not been to the same high bar that Yoshi's Island on Super Nintendo set, set, but it's like a, a new Super Mario Brothers take on Yoshi's New Island. And actually, a lot of what I feel while playing this game is how I felt while playing New Super Mario Brothers 2, where it does kind of feel like it's, you know, may, maybe it's like a, you know, the B team working on this game. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people who work on New Super Mario Brothers 2 are working on this game. Um, but there's still some clever things that happen throughout it. And I'm just, I'm really enjoying it. Although, as Alex kind of talked about earlier, uh, the bosses that I have played are pretty fucking lame. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, the bosses. Well, let me just say, the first boss, and you can make assumptions about the later boss, is exclusively uh, three hits, egg tosses, uh, throw three eggs at it, he's done. Maybe there'll be some attacks in between hits. It's basically the new Super Mario Bros. DS bosses. Yeah. It's three hits, uh, attack patterns, mm-hmm. kind of lame, especially compared to some of the crazy shit the original Yoshi's Island put out. Although I have been enjoying uh, the uh, Kamek, uh, he shows up a lot um, in the middle of Worlds, um, and I thought that his boss battles would be really dumb, but I think I like them better than the end of world boss battles. Yeah. Mm, yeah, same here. It's, but not by a lot. Yeah. Like I think the the bosses are definitely uh they are a weak point in my time with the game so far. Which is so crazy to me because like when I think of this thing I remember most about uh the original Yoshi's Island, Huge it's like tap tap the red nose, it's that giant Bowser that faces you Raphael the Raven. Raphael the Raven, where you stomp on the uh the stumps and it like throws them off the moon. Oh, so like oh man, I love I love that boss fight. That was actually uh Here's a here's a fun fact. In Nintendo Force, we have something where it's like a retro shot. The first issue, I believe, had a uh, Raphael the Raven as like a cool retro throwback page, <laughs> which made me happy because to a Mario Galaxy. What kind of a precursor to Mario yeah. Galaxy? In a oh, definitely. Uh, so, Don, you haven't talked as much about uh, Yoshi's New Island yet. So, what are your general thoughts on it playing it so far? So I first have to go into what I initially thought after playing the E3 demo and how that differs. Which is it shitty? <laughs> yeah, which um, when I played that demo back in the day, I think what the game would be busted, man. I think I w- would immediately dis- dislike the game and not even talk about it like in two weeks after it came out. Um, but playing it, actually playing the game, I'm finding myself that... Um, I was wrong. I was quite wrong. Um, there's some merit to what Neil was saying um, towards the new Super Mario Bros. approach. So I do look at games in a more separated way. And I've been... The, the level designs actually have been what surprised me the most. I thought that they would be like really stagnant and not really interesting. But like every so often, like every couple of levels, just something shiny comes up, comes up, and I'm um, back in the game all over again. And that's what keeps me going and kept me going all the way through. It's not that Yoshi New Island is like the best game ever, but it's a fair enough platforming fix that that seems to be doing a lot of things well enough. Yeah, and I, I feel like. Uh... Through my time with the game so far, a lot of it has been it's you know it is it is good enough. Um, yeah, it yeah. doesn't do anything particularly shitty. Like there's nothing. Yeah. I, I think, think the graphic the graphics kind of surprised me at that E3 demo last year. I thought the game looked bad. I thought it yeah it handled okay. Um, they did not. I mean, it felt like Yoshi. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't think it really looked too hot at E3. And playing the finished game, uh, especially with the 3D on it. You know, it looks pretty cool. Yeah. Um, way, way better than I thought it would. Um, and just the motion of everything. So, there's, a, there's a lot of cool graphical, graphical like, uh, you know, tricks and stuff with the enemies. Especially yeah. when you get to some, some, uh, you know, uh, I, I forget the, the enemy names, but there's the one that, like, pops out of the lava. Blargs. Cool. Okay. 
Yes. Also, the hammers in some of the castles pop up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, one side I don't really like a part of the presentation, though. The repetitive nature of the music. Oh my goodness. Can yeah. I talk about this? Can I? Sure, can I go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Sure, go ahead. Yeah. So, the theme of the game, the one that you might have heard at E3. Uh, or the trailers. Trailer, the one that's like... Like that one. That is in itself a rearrangement of the original dun 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 of the original Yoshi's Island. And not only that, but every single level in this game has a rearrangement of that E3 trailer music. It's a rearrangement like this one's jazz guitar, this one's acoustic guitar. Every single level is a rearrangement of a rearrangement. I mean, I um if people have noticed on the site, I published 13 videos of that game. And I think 10 of the 13 have that theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's horrible. It's um, probably 13 of the 13, but they do a better no, job of hiding it. No, with 4, 1, and 4, 8, they have different music. And I know that one of the one of the grass green levels had something else, but I can't remember which one again. But they, they do such a bad job of hiding it. Like, they, like yeah. Mario World is good because, yes, there are a lot of songs that are rearrangements, but they're rearrangements that come from a completely different perspective. This one doesn't do a good job of hiding the fact that they're rearrangements. Yeah. It just sounds like you're playing a, uh, the same song in a different style every single time. It's especially disappointing in comparison to, like, say, Link Between Worlds, which also had a lot of familiar music, but they did such outrageously awesome things with it. And this is a game that, you know, you know, Maybe I kind of expected the music to not be that great, uh, but you know, there's always that hope that maybe it'll be really awesome. And it's just like it's so blah, like it it it's elevator music. Mm-hmm. Well, I must I must say though, the the version of it in World Five is possibly the one I like the most. Yeah, um, is that the yeah. Nobi Nobi Boy uh, jazz guitar one. No, that's the wintery one. Yeah. Okay. No, wait. I think that one's World Six. Um. Yeah, but uh, no, I'm. I'm in the, the snow world right now. Um, and that's probably my favorite level so far. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that opening level, uh, I, I won't, we won't spoil it, but if you want to see it again, there's a video on the site. I, I found that the most, that's the level I remember the most after now looking back at my pray for you of that game. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely, uh, like there, there's some standout levels, and I think most of them might wind up being in World Five. Um, <laughs> some of them yeah. have really cool concepts uh, that, and they kind of have like you know they build a level around a certain idea, and it's really awesome. Oh, definitely, yeah. It's. Uh, I guess this is as good a time as any to bring up the level design. I think the level design is entirely competent, but a lot like the music, I think blah is a good word. Like none of it's bad, and it does some interesting things with the egg dozers. But, like, I played most of those levels around twice. I barely remember any level, like, the concept of any individual level. Like, it all just kind of blends together. And none of the worlds have, like, a set theme outside of the snow level and, like, maybe the uh, the last world. Yeah, I'm actually trying to think of worlds one through four. What are the themes of them? <laughs> one, was, one, was, one, one, one was a jungle. Yeah. Uh, one yeah, one, yeah, one, yeah, one, one was did. a grass field. What are the other two? Uh, we got one and two. The second one was a jungle. Yeah. <laughs> mm, one of them's kind of a water world. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Some of the water stuff's cool, where you have to get the, the metal egg dozer, and then you sink to the bottom. Yeah. Um, yeah. But once again, like those are kind of like the big new additions to the, the gameplay, and I think those are really like gimmicking and kind of one-offs. Um, they segregate them to one specific part yeah. of the missions. Like, you can't take a big egg dozer, either metal or regular, throughout an entire level. You get yep. one very specific uh, chunk of a level where you can it, use it. it. It reminds me like the big Mario. Yep, in, uh, that's exactly that, that was introduced to New Super Mario Brothers. Once again, this is basically new. I mean, it is literally Yoshi's New Island. It's it's new Super Yoshi's Island. Mm-hmm. Yeah, New it, Super Mario Brothers three. It is Poland, actually New Super Yoshi's Mario Island. Brothers five. Just like how Yoshi's Island is the fifth game in the original Mario Brothers series. See, I call that a stretch because New Super Mario Brothers two was the third one, technically, and so if they're going with the, 3DS naming scheme. This is three. Are you really trying to tell me that the original Mario and also if you think about numbering? it, then there was Super Mario Brothers one, two, uh, USA two, then three, then World. The, so but there was and Yoshi's Island was you. the there, Luigi Super. existed too. But, but World two yeah. was Yoshi's New Island. Was Yoshi's Island? Yeah, yeah, that was World two. Yeah, I prefer to think of it as. But that that was technically the sixth Super Mario Brothers game. <laughs> And the sixth new Super Mario Brothers game, kind of. Or the third. Or the third. <laughs> well, or then, because the then we're not factoring in Super Mario Land or Super Mario Land 2, either. Yeah. Or not... Super Mario Land 3. I think that might have been happening. <laughs> I, I like to think of it as the next game in the new <laughs> Super Mario Brothers. I'm just being an ass. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's what I like to think of it as. Um, no, no. I mean, it definitely it does it does follow that kind of line of thinking and because um, I'm not at the end, I can't check the credits, and I think we technically can't even confirm this until the review embargo anyway. But as I said before, I wouldn't be shocked if you look at like the you know the designers and the producers and stuff that worked on this game, and they're probably the same people that worked on New Super Mario Brothers too. Um, I mean, we know that Tezuka is the connective tissue, but I, I think it's probably deeper than that. Yeah. It's probably like the New Super Mario Brothers team some of them went to work on this game after New Super Mario Brothers 2 was done. I mean, that kind of lines up when you think about the timeline of the development, too. It feels so much like a New Super Mario Brothers game, too. Yeah. And the fact that it has a consistent mid-boss, uh, and the fact that the bosses are consistently three hits, even towards the very end, it's all three hits. Um, and then how the fact instead of Big Mario, now there's the Egg Dozers, and I yeah. guess how New Super Mario Brothers two had the invincibility stuff. Now this has flutter wings. Mm. It like if, it has the mm. New Super Mario Brothers DNA, especially. Well, I mean that's just that's just super guide stuff. Pretty deep in, huh? That's just super guide stuff. Although it's interesting, kind of in comparison that uh yeah when you when you die I think it's like three times mm-hmm. when you fail right. in a level you get the uh like the flutter wings that it, they don't make you invincible. Yeah. But then if you die more, then you get like a uh, like the gold flutter rings. One and... more time after that. I okay. just tried it today. All right, yeah, because I I stumbled upon it and tried it out in one level. Well, you're not it... strictly invincible. You just get a bounce off from the enemies, which is still like pretty much to pummel you in stupid pits. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, yeah um, but yeah. um, but, but, back... but it's interesting. It's interesting mm. with that because they mm. do have the super guide thing in Yoshi's New Island. Whereas, uh, mm. I think uh, one of the guys from Retro Studios, or maybe it was uh, Tanabe, uh, made the comment about how they took out the super guide from Tropical Freeze, uh. Because apparently that people didn't like having like the level done for them, 
Um, so instead, in Tropical Freeze, they kind of played up a lot more of like, here's the shop where you can buy stuff. Um, which I actually kind of prefer that method of Super Guide, where you can like get items that will make it easier, as opposed to here's the win button. And mm. even even in Yoshi's New Island, it's not you still need to like get over stuff. But yeah, so, yeah. Go, going back to the to level design. Be- because uh, Alex just said Blair, I found them fine. I um I like my levels focused, and that was pretty much what Josh New Island is. Those levels were pretty straightforward. You could get through them in a good in a good few minutes, and you got something out of it, which is the most important part for me, really. Yeah, no, do definitely. You, do you remember a single level concept that isn't a castle? And I'm not like trying to call you out. I really wonder, like, because like there are um, the levels there... where the meteors fall, and there's the level with uh. With the blargs that come back, but most um, of them all I forget blend the damn together. names. There's like the are they called blargs in this game? Because isn't there a level where it's like Neptune nuts or something like? Well, they there are subsets of them. I looked this oh, up okay. on Mario okay. Wiki today. I don't always know this, but I was um, looking it up. But, for but my... they, there would be still... enemies. I mean, I don't know what specifics we can talk about. Um, um, I, 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 some... I know I know a few we can talk about. Um, there's some so... cool shit with birds. Yeah, um, there's 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 one where you hop on balloons and on bubbles, yeah. which I which I really liked. Yeah, no, that was really cool. Um, there's frustrating also, at times, but cool. Yes, it was really frustrating. And it was one with the cave one where you had to use like the 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 fire watermelon. Yeah, um, but that one was actually like yeah. if you knew do the way, it was actually super short. There's also one that. Um, and this this is going to be a very polite troll on Scott Thompson. Um, I hope he's editing this week. This will be perfect. Because <laughs> uh, I remember uh, Alex was on this segment with me when we were talking about Rayman Legends. And I remember mm-hmm. Scott talking about how there's that one level in Rayman Legends where like you're in the underwater and you go down and then like you can go left and you can go right and you have to go both ways to finish the level. Yeah, Yoshi's New Island has a level like that where you have to go both ways in order to get keys to be able to get to the end of the level. Um, they had so one of those. Scott, this game's for you. The original Yoshi's Island. I think it was like the uh, like the pink, fluffy Kirby-looking boss. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. See, yeah. I haven't I haven't played through the original Yoshi's Island in 2005. I feel it's like a short it. game. It was high school. It was the it was the end of high school. The last time that I played it. The, the I think the, problem, the most problem with me is that I can't remember much from the first world and more from the later ones. But the I first remember... world. Hmm. I remember a lot from the first world because I obsessed over getting the fucking medals, mm-hmm. uh, which is probably like this is like game breakingly stupid, uh, very close to it at least for me. Um, so you have unlockable levels in, in each world, and to get one of them, you need to collect thirty egg medals. Mm-hmm. And how you get these medals is that you collect flowers in the level. When you go to that end ring that they mm-hmm. have, where it alternates between flowers and just empty dots. Um, you might be able to collect the flowers that you got to get up to 30. So in an effort to try to unlock that, that special level in World 1, I wound up just mining levels because I, would just try to, I was just trying to get all the flowers in each level, and then I got them all, and I still was at like 23 medals or something because I just keep on landing on the getting unlucky and not landing on the right one. So I ended up just going to like with the first or second level and just running through it twice, getting, you know, the amount of flowers that I needed as fast as possible and hoping 
Um, and even that, I think I had to play through it three times in order to get up to 30, because I needed to get two. And the first time, I didn't fucking get it. Um, and uh-huh. it just, it's the stupidest mechanic for unlocking anything I've ever seen. Yeah, they have those instead of the little mini uh, live games from the original. Yeah. I like how it's like the dun, 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 and then you like you can match the tiles to get like five yep. lives. Hmm. They don't have that anymore. It's uh. Well, you don't really need to get more lives. Um, you yeah. get a ton of lives in this game. I think I'm up to like one thirty. I yeah, I'm me too. Not even done. I I'm at one seventy. Yeah, I do like. Um, I th- at first, I thought it was gonna crap out at ninety nine, but at least I know I can just go higher. <laughs> Um, I, I remember now a level mode one, the the beanstalk one. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that was a that was this was a fine level. Um, and there was that one you t- talked about with Unreal Two, where the that those chain jumps come from volcanoes. Yeah, and, and there's, to, there's some variations yeah. on that as you go along too. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's mo- that's some of the levels I remember. I guess one tiny, tiny final thing I want to touch on, because I know we're edging up against the clock here, is I want to talk a little bit about the difficulty in this game. Uh, okay. I, everyone has their own different perspective on difficulty. But mm-hmm. uh, in my personal opinion, uh, I like games that have a thick challenge to them, whether it be basic playing through the game or uh, through collectibles, which is totally fine. That's what the previous two games did. In this game... Uh, the collectibles kind of make the incredibly easy difficulty tedious. So what is normally an incredibly easy base game is just made longer. Like, the collectibles in this game, to me, didn't make the game that much harder, even when I went to uh, the final world in the game. I and... kind of disagree with you. Yeah, me I haven't too. even gotten to the last world. Um, I definitely, I mean, like, if you were to just burn through this game and not give a shit about collectibles, oh, it's piss easy. It's like uh, I mean, there's too. definitely there's probably some hard levels here or there, especially you know stuff with lava where you can instantly die and, and junk like that, or spikes. Um, but for the most part, like yeah, if you were to burn through it, it's easy. Um, I'm finding myself, you know, just trying to like you know, oh, I see that flower there. How am I going to go get it? Or you know, trying to get different things, trying to go for collectibles, and I'm not being too slavish for it. I, I'll try to get it and. Mostly just go through the level, and I I plan on going back, actually, after I finish. That's how much I'm enjoying it. Um, Same here. But I would, I, and I would die a couple times on, on levels, uh, you know, trying to get the collectibles. And it's not like it was like, pull your head, head out tough, and it's definitely uh, not on the same level of a Donkey Kong Country Returns. But oh, it shit. seems to me in line with the difficulty of the new Super Mario Brothers series. I think it's a step below that. Just personally, I guess. I mean, I yeah. I only came back for collectibles the second time around. Really again? I just I would try to get the flowers and the red coins when I saw them, but I just mostly breezed yeah. through the game and however many hours it took. And uh, yeah, because it took you. Yeah. Well, yeah, we can't we can't talk about that yet. It's uh, just my my read our reviews. Was, follow us on Twitter, and we'll uh, when the embargo goes up on March thirteenth, we will be more forthcoming about specifics. At Nintendon, at C-U-L-A-F-I-A, and at Enron10. But anyways, uh, the difficulty was static. That was my only complaint I wanted to throw out there. Like, when I was playing through it normally without going through collectibles, like, the toughest parts in the first world and the toughest parts of the last two worlds, kind of pretty similar in difficulty to me. I'm, I'm finding that, especially as I'm, like, halfway through World, fi- or world 5, um... 
I don't really find it as, uh, I guess, as like as different, or I, I guess I find the difficulty different compared mm. to what you're saying. Like, I, I there does seem to be some sort of slow upward climb, although it's not a huge goal, but it's it's noticeable. Like, I can play a level from World Four or Five and be like, "Hey, this is harder than World One." Um, but we're gonna wrap this up. Uh, you can read our reviews. Uh, well, I guess Alex's and Don's will be up on Nintendo World Report on March 13th at... I don't know if the European and the North American embargoes are the same, but I think ours is... I think the North American one's about 1 o'clock Eastern time. Yeah, that's like what that. it usually is. Um, so you can read Alex's review and Don's review at that time. Uh, you can read my review of Yoshi's New Island in the upcoming issue of Nintendo Force, which I think launches on like March 14th something like that so won't be too much of a disparity but uh talk to us on twitter uh talk to us in the comments on this show and definitely when the embargo comes up we will uh we will blab we like to talk uh thank you for listening on on behalf of don and alex you can speak for yourself (laughs) all right bye everyone bye thanks for listening and i hope you enjoyed this week's episode don't forget to send your listener mail questions to connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com. Seriously, we love them. And please, if you've got a moment, rate and review the show on iTunes. 